Hey everyone, I want to share a few thoughts, but I'm going to do them at the end of the episode. The Marshmallow Handshake, aka Amp's Revenge, streaks through hyperspace. On board, in the pilot seat, one Zecto, Rush Renatar, who has uh, finally gotten the seat adjusted to where he likes it, much to the chagrin of one Kif Ursebeck, who is sitting in the co-pilot seat. I'm telling you, boss. I mean, Captain. I mean, uh, I don't know. What What should I go with? Boss or Captain? I I don't care, Rush. I, I don't care. I will respond to either. Okay, Boss Cap. Uh, go Captain. You know, it's just, I'm the captain of the ship. I was a captain in the... It just, it's going to be easier. I'm okay, Captain. Not um, actually the, paying uh, you. You are? I, no, not. Not, oh. actually. Adventures oh. don't have salaries. They have rewards, hopefully. Oh, right, yeah. Like treasure, plunder, or uh, heroes welcome. Survival is all I'm hoping for at this point. Well, you know, for the mechanic, this uh, chair's a little shoddy. Just saying. Just it's not, saying. It's not shoddy. I have a specific level on the... Never mind. It's air cushioned. Sitting in the third seat of the ship is one Jedi, Miriallen woman, Marina, who is deep in concentration of the Force. She opens her eyes. I wish I could tell you I had more information, but I think uh, my premonition is about as good as it's going to get. Okay. Uh, your ship is currently headed in hyperspace back to the Mandalorian colony. As much as you probably don't want to, Marina made a good point. You went and picked up Joza, but not a lot of investigation happened. And if you're going to try to find Matu, you better find some more hard clues. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's fine. At least I know my way around there and um, everybody's dead. It's fine. It's great. Totally great. What's our ETA? Uh, 10 seconds. Well, I mean, uh, uh, of hyperspace, then like five minutes after that to land through. I got Rush. I know how this works. Thank you. Your clarity is, is admirable. Boom. The ship comes out of hyperspace and makes the descent towards the Mandalorian colony. It is dusk. The light is fading quickly. The sky is a beautiful purple hue. Uh, what are you doing? Um... I'm going to have him land the same place we did before, just because I know it's relatively isolated and I know where I'm going from there. Um, then I'm going to look at Marina and be like, do you make spooky hands at her, like, sense anything? As in right now? Yes. No, tomorrow. Um, she frowns at you, but uses her force abilities. Uh, she has a force rating of three. And Dang. because she is a proper Jedi, not a fuser, she uses actual force rolls um, and rolled three dark side pips. Um, I did decide to use the standard destiny build for the season three here. So we've got five light, five dark to play with. She shakes her head. No, nothing immediate. What are, what should we expect when we get there? Not a, a whole lot because my, my 15 year old goddaughter spent however many days burying everybody. Uh, and then I left her with an insane Chadra fan and came with a Jedi. And let's go look. Let's let's just go look. Rush, um, lock up the ship. You're with us. You got it. The ship touches down by the Ordo household in a makeshift landing field that you think Matu had to hoe out by hand at once upon a time. You probably loved every minute of it. 
<laughs> Rush hits the floodlights on the base of the ship so that there's like a ring of light in the area because there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of other light going on right now. And as I said, the sunlight is rapidly fading. He lowers the gangplank. Marina steps out first. Rush behind her, blaster drawn. And Kit, who actually stops, throws a couple of things from the, the table in her pockets, grabs her trusty uh, pry bar, and a blaster. Perception, one purple, one blue. The blue respective for the uh, the ring of light. Um, No, the blue is because you were just here not that long ago. Okay. I have Anne Rang. Look at me go. Did I do that correctly? Yeah. <laughs> Failure with seven advantages. That's uh, quite a click roll there, buddy. Okay. That was, um, that was a thing. Something feels immediately off in this area, um, and... You can't really pinpoint what it is exactly, although you do notice that there is a light on inside Matu's house. Hmm. Oh, okay, so... This perturbs you because last time you were here, the power was gone. Yeah, that's not right at all. And I was planning on turning on the lights, but now the lights are on. Um, power cells would not have recharged. Just one. Still... Does it look like it is actually a light that is part of the house, or like somebody's got a lantern? Um, it's part of the house. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, still no spooky vibes? She shakes her head. Should we be worried? Well, everybody was dead when I left, so maybe. <laughs> Rush is like, I don't get it. <laughs> okay, I'll take point, just in case it is a friendly face. Um, remember, if it is the undead... Don't get too close. Nah, undead? I didn't think that was a real thing. I'm not willing to rule things out right now, Rush. She gives a quick double pat on the shoulder. Marina shrugs. I mean, it kind of is a thing sometimes, depending on where you are. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> so as Marina is saying that, the double pat turns into a, a worried clench on <laughs> Rush's shoulder. And then a, a another one more pat. And she's like, nope. We're, we're I mean, going. Um, uh, I'll go. This isn't the Sith planet, is it? It's not any time in recent history. That's probably not an undead thing then. Okay. Um, I'll take point. I go over. I knock on the door. Oh, you're just going to go straight up? <laughs> I told them to watch. So I knock on the door. Okay, so there's a little stone wall um, around like the yard, and um, Rush takes up like a defensive point behind it, pointing his gun at the door. Marina stands about a meter behind you, hand on her lightsaber. You knock on the door. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. I knock once more. Nothing. I open the door. Everything looks perfectly fine in here. There is a light on in the kitchen. Looks like someone just left it on. Now, would it have recharged normally after being drained? Not that you would have thought. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take a snoop. I'm going to hold my hand out and tell them to, to just kind of wait and watch. I'm going to take a quick snoop around. Marina takes the post by the door. Rush uh, starts swiveling around on overwatch. <laughs> Do you <laughs> remember just... what it looked like in here last time? It was pretty empty. The, I think there was a mat. like sleeping I mean, mat yeah, it's stuff. pretty Spartan, as it always was with Matu. Yeah, yeah. We're all very impressed. You remember things being sort of overturned in Joza's room as she hastily packed for the journey, and mm -hmm. that's still there. But some of the other things that you remember from last time aren't there. 
like you think there was a point where the one of the couches was overturned, maybe in in a fight or a scuffle. You think you remember a blaster burn on the back of one of the walls. And those are all not there. Um, I'll walk over to where the blaster burn would have been and kind of run my hand over it. It looks perfectly fine, but it also doesn't look repaired. Getting kind of weirded out here. Um, I'll check, just kind of nose around, picking things up, putting things down, and that kind of checking under, looking for dust. Yeah, it just looks like someone hasn't been home in a while. Do you remember the important thing in the backyard? Um, where mom was. The helmet on the, um, gun. Blaster. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go look, because... Nothing. I'm super weirded out here. Um, let's go into town. Actually, let's go around town to the battlegrounds, or the training grounds, where everybody else was buried. Do you say anything to anybody when you come out? Um, no. Actually, I, I won't, because I don't want a Jedi thinking I'm insane. I, I'll just <laughs> kind of say, something's not right. Um, I'm going to go this way. If you want to come, we'll keep looking. Don't, don't touch anything, just in case. Very well. Hey, what about this speeder bike? Can we use the speeder bike? It's the one you fixed from last time. Well, sure. Um, I walk over and I start it. Or see if it starts, technically. Yep, still works. Okay. Uh, uh, let's go. This will expedite things nicely. You don't mind riding a little close. The three of you cram onto the speeder bike and you zip towards the center of town. First thing you notice, all that battle, nothing. There are still no people here, but there's also no damage. No broken walker, no exploded ordnance, no blaster burns, no remnants of dead bodies. Nothing. What about the, it's just the abandoned speeders and stuff? Nothing. You get towards the area where Joza dug the mass graves. Nothing. Mm-hmm. The plants are still in place. Marina. Marina. May I call you Marina? Is that okay? Um, that is my name. Yeah, I'm, true. Uh, I'm sorry. This is a little not right at all. Uh, you sure, just sure, in your 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 Jedi heart of hearts, nothing's wrong. She shuts her eyes and concentrates again, rolling three four side to get two dark side, two light side, and she expands her senses outward. There are two people a bit that way. She points towards the training arena. That's it. No other life other than the animals in the area. Okay. Um, well, that's more than there were. Well, not including us. That's more than there were last time. Uh, I vote we go on foot. Uh, arms up or lightsabers or whatever. I don't know how you fight. Um, I'll Weren't you in special again. ops, Captain? Yes. And Didn't I was. Did you have a better plan than this? I, I haven't dealt with a planet that was destroyed and then undestroyed. She she takes one hand and puts it on top of it and swivels it to look at all the things that are not there. Uh-huh. Do you remember? Um, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention last time and I, I didn't leave the ship, remember? I just that's saw true. The, that was, the That's on me. That's on me. Um, yeah, so, no, we'll all go ready. Um, I'm going to swing wide left. You swing wide right. Uh, Marina, you swing wide right. Rush, you stay here and kind of keep an eye on the, the broad in between, okay? You got it, boss. I mean, Captain. Uh, sorry. It's cool. It's cool, Rush. 
you're you're doing great. All right, let's do a combined stealth roll. Uh, I got three agility. Yeah, same for Marina. So you can get a blue on that. Any difficulty will be opening. Uh, two red. All right, I succeeded with significantly fewer advantages. <laughs> one success, one advantage. You approach. While um, while Rush might be making fun of your lack of spec oper- operative commandingness, uh, old habits die hard, and you're very, very sneaky. As you loop around to the left, Marina seems to be like liquid smoke moving to the right. You're not sure if she's using her force abilities to help her or not. As you're approaching the training area, you actually can see right near where you and Joza had that heart-to-heart and um, where you found like those gross... Uh, energy drinks mm-hmm. you can see there's a couple of things going on here first there's a shuttle like a transport think of the sort of blocky boxy transports that were used by the first order in uh the sequels where the stormtroopers kept jumping off and on right sure so there's this big blocky transport the back is open you know the ship's lights are flooding the area um you can see that there are two figures. They've got like a portable camping stove going on and, and they're cooking something. Uh, they've got a couple of cargo crates laying around, a couple of speeder bikes as well. One is a Biff. And uh, for those of you that don't know what a Biff is, it's the uh, pink alien that plays the music in the cantina. Pink? Yeah, pinkish, fleshy colored guy with the big black eyes. My brain says they're blue, but I'll take your word for it. No, that's a Duros. I know what a Duros is. Okay, continue. The other one is? <laughs> um, and then the other is a Celestin. Huh. Any markings on the ship? Um, perception, one purple. Sorry, I legitimately have to look every time for perception, apparently. Very perceptive of you. <laughs> oh, Pete's sake. Two failures, two advantages. You can't make up the name, but you do see uh, some old Imperial markings. Very clearly Imperial. Your guess this is either salvaged or stolen. Uh, with with the advantage, can I kind of identify what's going on with the crates? Sure. Um, you can see they look like they're recently packed. Um, like they're in position to be loaded onto the ship, not off of the ship. You know, like if you were unloading, you just kind of scatter them all over the place. But if you're loading them up, you'd put them on like, you know, in a nice neat order. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they look like. They're being packed up. Um, the other important thing to know is that there are four Wookiees lying on the ground, like in a straight line. Like not moving, not breathing. They're not. They are not moving. You can't tell if they're breathing from this range. Marina said two. I see four Wookiees that are not moving. Are they dead? I don't know. I'm gonna get closer. As you get closer, you can hear that they have like a little um, radio on that's playing some music. And they're having some kind of weird conversation. I creep closer still, using the crates as cover. It's just, you know, it's the release of it all over and over again. It's very important to me. It's very therapeutic. You should really think about it. I could do it for you, you know. It would be no problem at all, says the Biff. The Solison looks long-suffering as if he's had this conversation before. No, thank you. I'm fine. Good to go over here. But really, you've never thought of it? Not even once? Not even, say, that one man who stole your wife? No, 
All in the past. Moving beyond the past is very important. You seem to spend too much time of your head in the past. The Sullison says, shaking his fork at him. Understanding the past is the key to understanding the future. How can I move on if I'm carrying the pain with me? How can you move on if you're constantly taking the pain out on him? And so they go on and on. Yeah. So Kith is actually going to kind of try and err on the side of looking at the Wookiees en route in. Okay. Uh, either medicine or xenology. Two purple. Funny story. Guess what that roll's going to be. The same either way. <laughs> yeah. And bam, indeed. That is four success and an advantage. Oh, yeah. They dead. Are they dead, obviously? Like, last They are dead because they are not moving and not breathing. But you do not see any wounds or anything like... You couldn't tell why they're dead. But they're dead. All right. Going past the Wookiees. And I'm actually... I'm going to take a seat on one of the crates behind them and be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> but I will actually have my blaster out and trained on one of them. Probably the creepy one. This is always the approach with Kip, even in that one, like, mission <laughs> with, uh, what's his, with uh, Matu. Yeah, I mean. Like, just say, hey, what's up? <laughs> it's worked in the past. Roll me a stealth to see how close you get to without noticing. So it's going to be against two red, but you get a blue because they're obviously engrossed in a conversation. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and am I allowed to use the points like normal? Yes. Okay. I'm going to use a point and get to success advantage. And the blue is blank. <laughs> you say hello. The Solison spills his soup. The Biff kind of turns and looks at you curiously. I do yes. that, that sort of half nod up, like, hey. Hmm, who are you? I'm me. Who are you? I kind of, I don't wave the gun because I don't want to take it off of him, but I kind of indicate that I am, in fact, pointing it at him. Were you sent by the doctor? Never been a big fan of doctors myself. I she's, see. She's beginning to suggest, to think this has to do with, like, drugs. Uh-huh. I see. So then you're an interloper. I feel like interloper has some pejorative airs to it um but yeah no that seems applicable uh you want to tell me what you're doing here no i do not and he lifts his left hand and i flip a dark side point and he waves at the wookies they all stand up well um kiss first reaction is actually to shoot him <laughs> all right let's roll some initiative <laughs> All right, as is custom here on Silhouette Zero, you will roll all the good guys. I will roll the bad guys. So do you, Kiffs? I mean, is there a difference? For what? Cooler vigilance. It doesn't matter for Kiff, but it might for the others. Um, this is definitely a vigilance. Okay, and what's Marina and Rush? Uh, Marina, two yellow, two blue. Nice. Marina is rolled and is beautiful. And um, our lovely <laughs> Rush. Rush. One green. <laughs> oh, buddy. That says a lot right there. It really does. Oh, so Kith got three success advantage. Marina got triumph, three success, two advantage. Rush got an advantage. And the baddies get one success, three advantages, two success, one advantage. So the order is player character, player character, NPC, NPC, PC. Oh, right. And then I will toss... Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, are you going to go first and take that shot? 
Yes, I am. Okay, so you're short range, so it's going to be one purple. He's adversary one, so upgrade it to one red. Okay, ranged light. Sorry, it's been a while. I'm going to look at things. No, shockingly enough, I don't have anything that makes my shooting better. So I will just, in fact, pew pew. Wait, wait, wait. Can I have aimed? No. (laughs) (laughs) Failure, five advantages. Why? Uh, Um, So you... I miss. Yeah, you miss. I'm going to assume it's the rising dead Wookiees that pulls your shot a little bit. Yeah, no, that's that's legit. It was, he moves suddenly, so she, she goes to shoot immediately. She doesn't really want to kill him, so it's not like a headshot or something. Also, Matu always told her, center of mass. Um, but the whole Wookiee thing, so she kind of swings wide. Um, but I'm going to say with some of those advantages, they're entirely focused on me. They're not going to see my comrades. And I want him to be, like, off balance because I just almost shot him. Yeah. So he he does take a few steps back, and then he forgets there's the cooking stove behind him, and he's kind of awkwardly like, well, ah. But, yeah, no, Kith is is agog. Uh, It's another good guy turn. Marina or Rush? Actually, I think it would be Rush because Marina's probably not a range fighter. Yeah. So Rush sees the blaster bolt go off. And uh, is like, oh, no. And so he uh, moves into range and he's going to fire his blaster. So it's going to be two yellow, two green. I would assume against the Wookiees, actually. That makes sense. Uh, that's going to be. Because they're backlighted by the, uh, the ship and they appeared out of nowhere and they're big and scary. That's true. So I'll give a blue for the backlight. And then how close do you think they are? He's probably at medium range. Yes. So two purple. Two yellow, two green, and blue, two purple. Pew, pew. That's my guy. He shoots his blaster and uh, lands a couple of direct hits on the Wookiees. They seem completely unfazed. They do not even acknowledge they have been shot. Do they look like they've been shot? Yeah, you can see the, the, the flesh is burned and singed, and you can smell the burning hair. They just don't react. I know what burning Wookiees or burnt Wookiees look like and sound like. That's not right. Yeah, that's for sure. So the first NPC, and actually it's going to be one of the Wookiees, is going to lunge towards you. Normally, of course, having seen a burned Wookiee, you also know their battle cry. This is sort of eerie in that it is completely silent as it moves towards you. Um, It's going to try to just punch you. So do you have any uh, melee things to employ? No, no. I mean, I have a pry bar in my left hand, but I don't know how much good that's going to do me. So. All right. Two yellow, two green, two purple, two success, two advantage. So it's nine damage in punching. Okay. So Kith is um, wailed on pretty soundly. You're writing utensil. <laughs> and I, I don't have one. In my, oh, I have a marker. We're good. We're good. You said nine? Yeah. Ow. Uh, what are you going to use this advantage for? Um, the uh, Biff is now crouching behind the some of the crates. Oh, he made good his his partial escape. Yeah. Um, the Solaston, whose turn it is, is still trying to clean the hot soup off his pants. and doesn't seem to really be bothered by anything else at the moment. If I weren't so winded, I would be offended by this. 
Um, and I am going to flip a dark side point because something did happen. You just don't know what it is. No. Uh, it is now Marinus' turn. So it's going to roll three force dice as she tries to force sleep. Oh, beautiful, Jack. Five light side points. <sighs> she comes hurtling in like an avenging angel. The blue blade of her lightsaber cutting through the now dark night sky. Uh, who do you want her to hit at? Um... Okay, so here's the question. Would she hit at the thing that she could sense or the thing that she could see that she couldn't sense? Um, probably most direct threat first, just because, I mean, it's no different than a droid. You can't sense a droid. Yeah, but droids aren't people, like Squishy. Droids are supposed to be droids. Squishies are not supposed to be droids. I just, <laughs> I mean, basically, I think she's going to go for the Wookiees. Again, because I think they're so too. overt and creepy. Yeah, also, this is... The apprentice of of Zach, who was, if nothing else, brutally efficient with a lightsaber. She also is, uh, her primary specialization is Makashi Duelist, so, I mean, why not? That's her scene. Okay, well, am I rolling for her, or are you? No, I I, I have to read through all of her. (laughs) Okay. Kith Kith has her, her gun still kind of vaguely in the direction of the Bith. And the hand that's holding the, the pry bar is also kind of holding her chest where she just got backhanded. And she's just kind of like, what even is going on here right now? I mean, not with reigning Jedis. That happens. She's used to Matu hopping in. But everything else, not good. Oh, this is cool. Wow, Makachi Duelist is really neat. Would you like to demonstrate? Oh, actually, that's a seer action. Wow, weird. Okay, so uh, she leaps into the fray. Lightsaber drawn, and um, I'm just making sure. Okay, so she's going to use Makashi Finish. So she does her lightsaber check against engaged target, adding force dice no greater than her force rating. Spend pips to add 10% to any resulting critical injury rolls. So it's three yellow against two purple and three force dice, which gets me... uh, one success, three advantages, three dark, and one light. So here's how that plays out. It is 11 damage, but breach, so all of it goes through this Wookiee soak. Three gets her crit, and plus 10, so that lets me kill a grand total of three of them in one motion. Pete's sake! She's almost as dangerous as Matu. <laughs> Or Joza, for that matter. You haven't seen... uh, Joza got some upgrades recently. Um, If she lands any hit with a success with that monomolecular edge, I think her base crit is like 50 or 60% now. Well, you're welcome for all my hard work on that blade. Right. (laughs) So she comes down and just goes... And cuts three Wookiees in half at the waist. Yep. Uh, Still really gross. The Biff looks up and is like, oh, I see. You brought a Jedi. Well, that's a problem. Kith does not like how chill this guy is. Yeah. In fact, the Biff raises his hand again, and you can see those three sliced in half Wookiees are starting to mend back together. No. No. No, that's no. That's not good. Marino looks at that and looks at you and goes, I hate it when I'm right. What? Ugh! Jedis! No, this is something different. This is that. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you. And I go to shoot the Bith again. (laughs) All right, it's back to the top of the order. So um, I will 
move, since he took cover, I'll move to uh, negate his cover, and I will aim with the two strain. Mm-hmm. And I will flip a point, because I can't. And... Ew, why do you flip it on that side? You gotta flip them next to the side. <laughs> the, uh, kind of chaos I, I flip like I read, left to right. No, it, it's a flow. You, ugh, that would be so disappointed if you were here right now. <laughs> that means if I ever get to play with them again, I'm totally doing it again. Matt, she flipped it from the left side. What is... Ugh. May I? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I can't think of any good reason to have another boost, so we're just going to go ahead and roll. And that will be six successes and one advantage. Woo! That's a good shot. So that is I, 12 damage. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Pierce? No, that's my Vibrowax. That's disappointing. I should have separated those better. So, nothing. And I, I'm not stunning him. I'm just shooting right. him. It's a very solid hit. It, like, hits him center of mass, just like you were supposed to. Um... And he doubles over and collapses into the crates. Uh, his concentration has faltered, and those three severed Wookiees stop oh. wriggling toward each other, and they are now once again lifeless. There's just one Wookiee remaining. Gross. The unsevered one. PC turn. Uh, Marina's in the action. I think she might... I mean, we know that he's taking point. I would think she might adjust to dealing with him. Yeah, um, and she's a little nervous because she's not used to this fuser nonsense. She's not exactly sure what his powers do. So I'm going to use the seer action called forewarning, which um, all allies within medium range increase the fence by character's force rating until they act in the encounter. So um, until your next turn, you now have three defense. Nice. And so she's standing there in a nice, cool Jedi pose, lightsaber humming, um, kind of keeping one eye on the Celestine, and the other at the double lower biff, wondering if he's just going to die and bleed out down there. It is an NPC turn. The Celestine finishes cleaning the soup off his pants. And he goes, too much trouble, troublesome, both of you. Nah, I'm just going to ask you, what was the name of that frigate from way back when? Context, when we were on... The first mission with um, Matu and Kif and the gang. Shadow Raptor. There it is. Bam. My Google flew out, outed you. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, you're on the Shadow Raptor. I'm sorry, what? You are currently on the Shadow Raptor. Um, you are standing... In the initial area where the alarm went off and those first doors shut down. Matu Ordo standing in front of you. Oh, can't get the purchase on this stupid thing. Can I borrow your pry ball real quick? I think it'll help. Uh, yeah, um, it, where are we? Kith. No. Pry yeah, I'm Kith. You're Matu, but we're not here. Well, give me a pry ball. She walks over and she doesn't give it to him, but she shoves it into the door. Why are we here? What do you mean, why are we here? We were sent here on a mission to pick up the thing, and now the whole thing's going to heck. We gotta get yeah. back to the cargo bay. Yeah, and we're gonna open the door, and there's gonna be, like, four protocol droids standing there waiting to shoot us. What? Okay. Um, right, you open the door, and then I'll get this blast up. It tries to open the door. It opens. Uh, and just like it played out before, four protocol droids. Mati, one, two, three, four, dead. She's looking around. She's... TV, 
TVing and Nima, Nimaing, or just Matu? Nope, they're all there. It's playing out just like you remember it. Um, guys. They all look at you. Uh, I, Matu, hmm? can you see the future? What? Okay. Um, I'm gonna do something really weird here. Just, just give me one second, okay? All right. She looks down at herself. She, I'm guessing she's wearing her classic garb. Yep. So no gloves. She's gonna right. walk over, pop a panel off the wall, short something, and stick her finger in it. <laughs> uh, discipline check. Discipline. Yes. That's quite clearly one of her strengths. Three purple. <laughs> I'll give you a blue for the use of the self-zapping boffin. Sweetness. That's a success and a threat, but still, success. Uh, The fog of your mind breaks for just a moment. You're back on the planet um, with Marina yelling in your ear, Kent, focus, snap out of it. He's trying to assault our mind. I, who? The Sullustin. Okay, do I have more than a moment there or... So then um, the reality evaporates again, but you're not on the Shadow Raptor anymore. Now you're um, just back on Iridonia, right where um, uh, Rush picked you up at the beginning of all this craziness. And you're sitting there on on your ship and the Sullison walks up the gangplank. Yeah, she's right. I'm very good at making illusions. Mind tricks, but to the 1000th degree. Uh, has Rush come to see me yet at this point? No. Okay, so I don't have the sword. Um, well, but when I am you think sitting... about the sword, you, the sword suddenly appears. Uh, okay. Uh, you want to tell me what this is all about? Or I'll cut you? With a sword that doesn't exist? Sure, go ahead. Well, you know what? Fine. If the sword doesn't exist, I sure do. I'll lunge and punch. Yeah, you swing around. Um, <laughs> the... You know, you pass through, as you might expect, and he just shakes his head. I'm not even standing next to you anymore. So am I moving in real time, in real life? You have no idea. All you know is that it feels like you are. No, she's asking him that. Oh, I see. He shrugs. Why would I tell you that? Uh, well, you seem to like lording things over people. Nah. Nah. It's the other guys, really. You know, I think... Kind of wish you'd aimed a little higher and killed him. To be honest, he's really annoying. That was kind of my goal. Um, and while they're talking, she's actually going to reach into one of her pockets. And because uh-huh. she's wearing her whatever she's wearing, her pockets should be her own. Correct. She's hoping. And she's actually going to pull out a stim pack and Ooh. stab herself with it. Okay. So first you get the five wound back. Which is nice. And she feels better. And she's hoping that the the sharp pain and then the the that vague fuzz that we <laughs> established as a thing helps her kind of focus elsewhere. Yeah, the rush of medicine kind of goes, and then you you are now standing about 20, 30 feet from where you were originally because you were positioned almost by the gangplank of the transport because you had snuck up behind them. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of off to the side. You can see. Um, Marina is in a bear hug situation with the last remaining Wookiee who is squeezing extremely tight around her. Her lightsaber is on the ground um, and Rush is exchanging blaster fire with the Biff. I throw a grenade. Ooh. Uh, where? Um, I'm going to throw it hopefully on the outside of things so that it is near um, the Biff. And I, where's the Celestin? He's 
You don't see him in this fray right now. Um, in case I'm not going to throw the grenade, I'm actually going to go for the shuttle. Okay, so you run up into the transport. You do see Vasellison in there. He's doing something in a box. In a box. I throw a grenade now. <laughs> All right, roll that one. Okay, grenades are ranged light. Flip the point from the center. And it is one red because he is adversary one. Excuse me, I'm just double checking something. Okay. Two success and a threat. What uh, What grenade did you throw? Um, question is, what grenade would you have liked me to have oh, I thrown? I don't care. I just need to know the damage rating. <laughs> uh, I guess I won't use one of my fancy grenades I designed. Um, so it'll actually just be a frag grenade, which is eight plus one plus two, so 11. 11. What is there pierce on that? No, because I don't typically car- carry armor-piercing grenades anymore. Okay. Boom! He explodes. He yelps out in pain um, and tumbles forward into the box he was working on. Little feet are sticking up. Is he moving around still? Uh, the threat is that he actually slips himself all the way into the box and then, like, closes it, the lid on top of it <laughs> to protect himself. He's still alive. Um, that's not good. Okay. Um, PC slot. Marina decides to use Force Hurl. On? Um, the Bith? Range combat check, right? Because, I mean, if his concentration's broken, just say. Uh, okay, so three green. Three green, one purple, one black, because she's being held by the Wookiee, and three Force Dice. So, oh, this is handy. So a success and two Force Points. So that will, I believe... Yeah, that's enough for me to use the magnitude of the force move to silhouette one. Um, And so in her mind, you know, she at first holds out her hand. Her lightsaber twitches on the ground as if she's going to pull it. And then she goes, wait a minute. And then just throws the Wookiee into the air. Wookiee's holding her. Yeah. Um, At the same time, she does sort of a heel palm strike at its fingers. So it, he, she manages to loosen the grip just enough to throw the Wookiee into the uh, into the darkness around her. Then she does a roll, tumble forward, picks up the lightsaber, turns it back on. I mean, Kit's now, not there, but if she were, she'd be making a comment about symptoms and illness. But, you know, Kit's busy. <laughs> it is an NPC slot. Um, and uh, let's see what we're going to do. Uh, flip another point and... Reality cascades away one more time. This time you are standing um, in the thick forest jungles of Kwok. The Sullison is standing in front of you as, and next to you is Marina and Rush. Well, this isn't a memory because, you know, it's not. Uh, it's easier to pull images from your brain than it is for me to make stuff up. Although I can make stuff up and just, you hit me with a grenade so my concentration's a little faulty. I mean, that's fair. Uh, grenades grenades will do that to you. Um, still no interest in telling us what's going on? How did you find us? She kind of looks at the Jedi behind her. Oh, yeah, right, sure. That makes sense. I didn't think the Jedi cared about what we were doing. Although, you know, you should care, too. I should care. Yeah, Maybe. actually, all, all three of you should. Um, I care that you're messing with my head and your friend tried to kill me with Wookiees. Or not friend. Hey. He's definitely not my friend. I just have to work with him. Now, listen, you're a Bothan, right? I'm glad you noticed. 
And that grenade throw, that that wasn't lucky. You've done that about 100,000 times. So you, what are you, uh, ex-alliance agent? Maybe I just like sports. I'm pretty athletic, but yeah, totally. Uh, you ever notice that, uh, well, you Bothans got kind of a rep for be, doing some good uh, intel work, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And how yeah. how many Bothans died to help the Alliance cause? Uh, word on the uh, hyperspace lane would be uh, many. Many, yeah. Right. And uh, do you have a seat at the table over at Hosnian Prime? And the Bothans hailed as the saviors of the Galactic Republic? Oh, we got a nice speech. <laughs> yeah, that's all. How many Bothans are still struggling? Probably as many as any other. And she's she's digging in her pockets again at this point. Please. Please? You would like you me know, to kill you? You know that the Senate get, the Bothans get one seat on the Senate, of course, but think about the human ratio. Naboo, Karelia, Coruscant, each of those human-controlled. The humans are like always at the top. Campaign for equal rights situation, you just, you know, want to be part of the party? It's, or you want to uh, control the party, don't you? That's what that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a level playing field. Like she gets it. She points at uh, Marina, a non-human, but with the force, the force really evens things out. You know, um, but it's a rare, rare thing to be born with a connection to the force. That's what my boss is trying to fix. One little stab. I'm sorry. What? One little stab. That's all it takes. And all of a sudden, you too can have a great power like me. Or I can die horribly. You know what? That's an option, too. I'd rather not do either. Just saying, it's a way to equalize out the situation. Hmm. That's, that's an option. Uh, or I could just muddle through and do my best. Had a pretty good life until all this happened. You drugs. Suit yourself. You just want to know what we were doing and why. That's true. I did. I, and I did ask those questions. I thank you for answering them. Yeah, sure. Are you still um, in the box? Why did why did you fake an entire slaughter of a Mandalorian village? I guess that's my question. And at that point, Kith goes, and uh, she throws another grenade. <laughs> <laughs> the grenade rolls in front of you, explodes. Of course, uh, the Sullison does not react. You also don't react, so that's good for you because you don't know if you... <laughs> it may have crossed your mind at the last second that, what if I'm standing next to a wall and I bounce this grenade right back into me? <laughs> Yeah, more angry than anything else. She's not always great at thinking through these things. Also, she's thinking it was one of her other ones, maybe. Sure. Um, he shrugs and goes, you know, I don't really know why we had to make a Mandalorian girl cry, but that was the job. I don't get paid to think. I just get paid to execute. Where is Matu? Who? Mm. Marina, are you actually here? She is like has her eyes shut and she's like deeply concentrating. I'm trying to get us out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I flap my arm trying to see if I can touch her. You can. I'm sorry. For what? I stab her. Ow! <laughs> uh, everything happens very, very quickly after this point. Your, your sense of reality comes back on and comes hard. There's definitely no more presence of the Sullison's mind on you. You can feel as if it's being shoved back by Marina's force abilities, but it also doesn't seem to matter because right now it, the pitch darkness is surrounding you 
the light is swooshing away as the transport has somehow become completely loaded up and is now rocketing away into atmosphere. Ah, it was just a distraction while his dead Wookiees picked everything up. Hmm, peculiar. Why didn't they kill us? Uh, I don't know. Either they're trying to flip us or uh, we don't matter. But, but I think, if my GM will allow this, I might have done enough damage to slow them down a little bit or at least leave a trail so we could follow. Oh, interesting. Well, well, we gotta get back to the ship. Let's go. Is everybody, like, functional? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. All four arms working. Um, um... Marina? Yes, I'm fine. A little disturbed, but fine. A little disturbed, Marina. Just, like, not bothering to mention that you had suspicions that this guy was a force thing? He's not a force thing. He's a fuser. That is a stupid name for a horrifying concept, which we'll discuss on the ship. To the speeder. Speeder bike. (laughs) You guys rush back. It takes an extra minute because somewhere along the line, Rush dropped his blaster and he couldn't find it. Um, at, If he starts looking, it, grabbing the belt, dragging. Oh, come on. I just got that one. Yes, from my collection. There are more. You can work it off. You zip back to the marshmallow handshake, go through rapid takeoff procedures, and you were up and away. Um, you and Rush are trying to fine-tune the sensors, looking for some sort of trail to follow. Meanwhile, you're, you're kind of talking over the situation. Marina says, so there are no bodies. Does that mean the Mandalorians are alive? I don't know. There are no bodies. I can't imagine. They just walk away. And did did Machu actually leave? Did Joseph see that part for real? The whole Wookiee conversation we've had. Uh, by the way, Joseph saw Wookiees. That was the whole big Wookiee battle thing. But it, I don't know, Marina. You're the Force user. She also said something about a Chadra fan, though, didn't she? I don't know, did she? Because I'm I'm trying not to conflate what I've actually heard in the show. <laughs> right. She did when, remember, that was the reason she was attacking Kaz in the first place. Back on Tatooine. She was like, ah, Chadra fan. You're the one that was there the day that, you know, everyone was killed. But you never, no one ever really figured out what that deal was. Yes. There there was a Chadra fan, apparently, because that's why she was trying to kill Flick's kid, grandkid. Hmm. This doesn't make sense. She saw Wookiees. We saw Wookiees. Yes. But she also saw her people get slaughtered. And her father taken. But that didn't happen. I mean, Machu doesn't exist right now. He sent me a mysterious note and a sword and to get his daughter. And that's because he can foresee the future, right? Yes, I guess. Which is which is really terrifying because if they can control Wookiee corpses, if they can control a Machu corpse or not a corpse, we're hosed. We're... we're so unbelievable. We're not even dust. Hmm. It's not quite that simple. Looking at the future through the forest is confusing. It's always in motion. It's always changing. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you you feel like you're the manifestation of a light side and some enemy is a manifestation of the dark side and you're destined to just have some dramatic combat with silly mustaches. I get it. But right now there's creepy things happen in the universe and to people I love, and I would like to do something about it. I so agree. we're following that ship if we can. Okay, we so <laughs> I believe it is perception to use ship sensors, which is perhaps one of the weirdest rules in this game. Really? Yes. Can it be mechanics since I jacked up their ship and I'm looking for a specific, like, vapor trail? I will allow it. <laughs> 
so it will be uh, a red, two purple, one black. Um, so I know that I'm rolling mechanics. Am I allowed to use my mechanic skills? You sure are. Okay, so goodbye to the black, maybe. I am not repairing things, alas. I will roll, and I shall be triumphant. Triumph to success and a threat. Beautiful. So uh, I think what I did was when I threw the grenade, I placed it so that it hit um, a vent control. So they're they're venting, um, if not fuel, something mostly important. So they're either going to have to stop somewhere en route, or they're just going to have to leave a very, very obvious trail. Perfect. Beep, beep. Oh. Yeah, look. And you pick up the, the trail of fuel that you told them to look for. Yes. How'd you know it's going to be venting? Uh, well, I threw a grenade and on the thing, and it's 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 a gift. It's a gift. Rush up. She, she pats him on the shoulder and, do your thing, man. Catch us up. You got it. And he hits the switches to change the transponder codes on the mar- marshmallow handshake, a.k.a. Amp's Revenge, into uh, something new that will help them blend in, and they zip out of atmosphere to pursue these two creepy fusers. That brings us to the end of the episode. End of the episode. And I'm the player, not the brother Matt, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, so welcome to, uh, Kiff's investigation side story number one. There will be a few of these. Kith has a headache. <laughs> That's the subtitle. Kith has a headache. Yeah. Kith, uh, good combat this round. Well, she she spent some time combating, so and she's kind of angry and scared, and yeah. she doesn't always make the best ideas when she's angry and scared. Right. This has been. It was really interesting. I was kind of worried what would happen when fusers fought non-fusers. Um, uh, just I... because their powers are so ridiculously strong. Yeah. Did I cope well enough? Yeah. Awesome. Well, shooting the biff helped. <laughs> well, bad news. I wasn't sure what the heck was going on with the, the Celestin in the soup. That worried me. But it wouldn't have worried Kith. Yeah. I mean, it was all... It, it all went out just about as well as I could have hoped for. Um, I am just surprised how against the ropes they got, which is good. Like, I'm, I'm glad that they're not so ridiculously overpowered that a regular character couldn't handle it. You say regular. Kith is fairly leveled, though. That's true. Well, so is, so is Marina. And even, honestly, Rush is like... How many experiences does he have? He was 420 by the time I was done with him. Well, I still have slightly more experience than him, so that's that's good. Yeah. I want to be out-experienced by my pilot. <laughs> He's He just has a pretty much a maxed out um, ace driver is what I made him. Okay, well, that, that works out nicely. Um, Kith is less antagonistic toward him, so he'll he'll fit in nicely if he if he kind of can make things work. Yeah. So anyway, if you enjoyed that, um, let us know. You can find the show Twitter is at SilZeroChris. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. Um, Leslie, what what do you got going on these days? <laughs> uh, I'm actually currently kind of all over the place. I'm Heroes of the Hiding Way. I'm here, and I'm also currently uh, on an arc of, or maybe not currently, timing wise. I'm in Flight Risk, playing a um, disgraced cop 
named Jen E. Ford. Nice, nice. Um, is that Lightfisk? Is that um Dwayne? Yeah. Oh no, I'm getting mixed up with something else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So check out Flight Risk, another Star Wars show I it's, haven't heard because I'm a bad person. I'm really bad at listening to podcasts too. Um, it is less family friendly than something. Also, like I'm, this one probably. Yes. Um, I might have a commercial coming up on uh, Adam Michelle or Smisher. I don't know if they actually made it, so cut this. But you can find me at Leslie GS. Yeah. Um, the rest is at SillsZeroMedia.com. Buy my book, please. Please buy it. I did. Um, then, support uh, my friends. Do it. Patreon.com slash Sil Zero. Again, support that my friends. Uh, Ko- Ko-Fi slash Sil Zero. Yeah. Check out the website, Sil Zero Media. Yeah. I, I would rather people buy something than do the coffee thing. I don't know. I mean, like, that's you, fair. You do the coffee thing. Like, they're not, I mean, it's nice. Like, thank you for people who have given us coffee, but like, Hey, you can buy some people t-shirt. can only afford a stim pack, not always the back to tank. I guess that's true. They just feel bad, like they don't get anything out of it. I mean, I guess they're getting the show. That is the thing they get. This is the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Until next time, <laughs> may the force be with you. Peace out. Doop. Hey everyone, so I wanted to share a few thoughts regarding the current protests against police brutality, the Black Lives Matter movement, and some clarification for the plot in Season 3. So if you're not interested in what I have to say about that, uh, hit stop right now. Okay, so I put this part at the end of the episode for two reasons. Um, One, if you're like me, sometimes you can fall into a giant hole of reading the news and trying to keep up with world affairs, and you know, for your own mental health, you just need a break. But so many podcasts right now are talking about the current events and, you know, there's a good reason for that. But I also know sometimes it feels like it's hard to escape and get that break. So I put this part at the end instead of the beginning so you could escape if you wanted to. Second, I know we have a lot of kids listening. Um, I believe that kids should be taught about what's going on, but it's not my place to shove it at the beginning. So this gives you parents the option to shut off the recording now. All right, so let me hit the big talking points. First, I'm against police brutality and the continual militarization of the police force in America. Other nations around the world have developed much better community-oriented methods of creating a police force, and we need to change in that direction. I know several police officers who are good people and agree with me, but it needs to be a national effort of reform. I am, however, against any looting or the use of this very serious issue for personal gain or just wanton destruction. Second, I am in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Systemic racism is real. As someone working in public education for the last 10 years, I have seen it firsthand. Uh, And though I am a biracial person, I have been privileged to not have been affected by it throughout my life, but that doesn't mean it's not real. So if you're looking for ways to educate yourself on this issue, there are a lot of great books, speeches, and videos that can help you along the way. And I I really encourage you to keep an open mind about that idea and investigate. Now, you might be wondering why I'm bothering to do this. Um, First, as GM of the show, the themes of the story are my responsibility. Um, And you already know that episodes are recorded weeks and months in advance, and sometimes that makes things feel tone deaf. Um, In particular, 
the theme of a group of aliens trying to fight for equality amongst the human-dominated society is kind of poignant right now, and I don't want this story to be misconstrued as some sort of hidden message or some kind of uh, a support of a belief system that I don't believe. Look, when George Lucas made Star Wars, he used the imagery and terminology of the Nazis to create the evil galactic empire. I mean, he used the word stormtroopers. Uh, there was the resemblance between the Imperial and the Nazi uniforms, and it goes on and on. Um, since then, the many stories of Star Wars has expanded beyond that symbolism. Um, Palpatine and his pro-human stance is the equivalent of the Nazis or any other fascist regime or racial supremacy movement. The Republic, or rebellion, and resistance, they all stand for freedom, equality, and democracy. So that puts the characters in Silhouette Zero Season 3 in a tricky and nuanced position. Um, their enemies, led by Dr. Damerel, state that they want to break down the systemic injustice of an anti-alien sentiments throughout the Republic. Kaz and the crew are trying to stop them from doing that in an attempt to protect the status quo. So you're probably seeing the problem here. You could easily say that Damarel might represent a movement like Black Lives Matter who are fighting a systemic injustice, and that Kaz and the rest of society are trying to push that down and keep it the way they are. This is not true for this story. Firstly, uh, Star Wars isn't real. I don't know whether or not there's a systemic pro-human bent on Hosean Prime because Hosean Prime doesn't exist. Secondly, as Kaz, Click, and Kif have pointed out, these statements that Damarel makes are not his true beliefs. Damarel only cares about his research and his personal scientific achievements. This equality he fights for is just a rhetorical tool he uses to convince people to help him gain power and exert control over others. And as Gager recently said, he's evil. The heroes in Silhouette Zero Season 3 are fighting for peace. They were hanging out just fine, living their lives, until power-hungry Damarel came in and threatened loved ones. When their loved ones are safe, the crew's gonna go back to their lives and stop fighting. Which is really what the Black Lives Matter movement is about. People just want to live their lives peacefully. Now, for those of you conservative-leaning listeners, and I know I have a group of you, um, the only thing I really ask you to think about is how the police are handling peaceful protesters. The ability to protest is a fundamental right in America and the core value of any democracy. Even if you don't agree with the movement, you should be defending their right to gather and speak their mind. Please do your part in protecting those fundamental rights. If you're feeling helpless and you wish you could help but you aren't sure what to do, um, Google bail funds in your area and donate. Those funds work to pay the fines of peaceful protesters who have been arrested. If you've listened this long, thank you. I needed to say something for my own conscience, and I thought about just putting this on Twitter, but it's such a nuanced issue, and our society doesn't allow a lot of time for nuance, which is why I think long-form podcasting is just so necessary these days. Because people are complicated. I wish you and all of your family peace and safety in these insane times. And until next time, may the force be with you.